Stephen, how are you? I'm all right. Where are you? I'm in Dublin. I was just going to ask, when was the last time you heard a Dublin accent this thick? The last time I saw Colm Meany. <laughs> He's kept the accent, hasn't he? Yes, can't get rid of it. Congratulations on the film, Stephen. Um, I went to see it this morning and I didn't know a huge amount about it until I sat down to watch it and I really loved it. It's, it's, it's a, educational. It's a, it's a gorgeous watch. Why did you want to make this film? Was it got to do with Steve and Phil or the, the hometown connection? What was it initially? I'd had a good time with them, so I thought it was a good story. I thought it was an entertaining story. It really is. Flicking through the notes earlier on and looking at words like propaganda, fake news, misinformation, and they're not always words you would link to somebody like Shakespeare. <laughs> it's, it's quite prevalent today for, for pretty obvious reasons, but... It just adds to the layers of the movie. Was that something you saw early on? Well, I liked having a go at Shakespeare. If you're going to go for them, go for the best. I like them on the examination of history. I found that very, very interesting. And I like the story of the woman. I like the story of the finding of the body. I mean, there was nothing to dislike. And there's obviously then the characters too are so really beautifully actors. Mm. Uh, Sa Sally Hawkins, she was one of the first people I ever interviewed back in the day. I think it was in 2008. Yeah. And she was over for the Dublin Film Festival. And yeah. it's great to see her so successful now. Yeah. But she really just embodies Philippa so yeah. beautifully. She's incredible. Absolutely. My sentiments entirely. She's both vulnerable and very, very tough. You're known for getting amazing performances out of so many actors. And a lot of them have the awards to prove it. At this point now, is there a knack? Is it just making the actors as comfortable as possible? No, I think it's casting. Actors are very, very talented people. And if you get them in the right part, if you put them in the wrong part, then it's your fault. But if you get them in the right part, they'll, they're then a joy to be with. Just looking at some of the movies that you've made and obviously a lot of the TV work you've made over the years, it's genuinely a remarkable back catalogue of films. And you're obviously still making great films now. What kind of relationship do you have with a movie when it's done, with a production when it's over? Because I'm scrolling through, you know, your back catalogue and like some of those movies mean so much to me. You probably can't see. I've got a High Fidelity poster in the back. Oh, really? Where? Where? There's <laughs> now a book of them. There's now a book about High Fidelity. Well, I'm very proud. I'm very surprised and very proud. They seem to have so much of a life. Obviously, not just High, High Fidelity is just one example, and it's a film I personally love as well. But what's that relationship like? You're just proud, and but when the production finishes, when it, when the edit is locked, and the movie is out, is that where the relationship kind of ends? Well, I'm still friends with Roddy Doyle and Colm. I'm still friends with the people who wrote High Fidelity and Nick Hornby. You know, I'm quite loyal to them. Speaking of kind of those older movies, two movies in the '90s, both The Snapper and The Van in the '90s, and Ireland, I think, or Dublin, but Ireland in particular now is quite a hub, quite an international hub yeah. for for productions. But at the time, there was very few big movies filming in Ireland. And no. The Snapper and The Van are two that have remained very much part of the conversation 30 years later. Well, that's really a tribute to Roddy Doyle, isn't it? I mean, Roddy wrote about a whole generation in, in Ireland, in Dublin in particular, that nobody knew existed. All these young people that were in his trilogy. You know, so that was really his the, the genius of his writing. But it's the authenticity isn't it, of the performances too that resonate because they have to feel real. Well, the Irish wouldn't let you do them any other way. You know, I tried to bring film stars into them, but I failed completely. You know, you are who you are. And you, I remember before I made the snapper, walking around and going into, there was a bookshop on Grafton Street. I can't remember what it's called now. But going in there and there was a, they'd published them as a three, as in a three volume book. And I remember people talking about this trilogy and thinking, oh my God, this, these 
books really mean a lot to people. I better not fuck them up. That's the best you can do. Don't fuck them up. Well, you, you certainly didn't. What do you remember about the time filming here? They're obviously relatively low budget productions. I learned a lot about families and human, you know, I learned a lot about the world. I used to give myself points for how many children I could get into the show. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're aware, and I know, I know you're saying Roddy's writing has obviously got a huge amount to do with it, but you know, I don't know where you are of how prevalent those films still are and how they're still quite how me and my friends still quote some of them to each other it's hilarious yeah, and they are very very i mean the, what roddy wrote was very very funny looking to previous work as well you've broken a lot of big name actors too or big name actors have yeah. broken on the back of films that they starred in i mean yeah. daniel day lewis and and jack black two huge names in particular obviously yeah. Both very talented in their well, own they, way. I was lucky and I was there when they appeared, when they came out of the womb. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 I know that. And it's very flattering. Both extremely nice people and extremely talented. Is there a difference or can you tell at this point now, given the experience that you have, when you're on set with a, with a newer actor, with somebody that's maybe not as well known as they're ultimately going to be, is there something about that person that you can tell? We never thought that Dan was going to be a big star. No, it came as a surprise. I remember when we were shooting High Fidelity, stories came back to me that they would show Jack Black's, they would show the rushes at lunchtime at Disney and people would come from all over the studio to see Jack's performance. So I did have a sense of that. And also I could see how wonderful Jack was. But Dan, we'd never, you know, we didn't sit around thinking, oh, he'll be a huge star. This is also like The Lost King as well. And I think so many like kind of movies like this that are such such a gorgeous watch and such an engaging watch. Yeah. If this was to be made in the US, possibly it might have been, oh, let's make it into a series. Let's turn it into a mini series. Or, and it could have been set of so many of those movies, The Snapper, The Van in the 90s as well. What do you think of the relationship between the parallels with TV and movies and, and where they are now. I think it's quite difficult to keep them alive. I mean, I can see, you can see that the television companies want, want things that run and run and run. And I don't know where you find that sort of material. I mean, I'm doing a six-part for HBO at the moment. Some people, some things lend themselves to long stories, others don't. Stephen, I've, uh, I've long admired your work, so it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Stephen, thanks again for the time.